Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. What's up, projectors? Welcome to the show. Today we have a guest, Anthony Ray, who's on the show. Uh, unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties where my microphone was not hooked up properly, so my audio is a little crappy. His is okay. Uh, we're going to run the tape and let you guys hear it. Uh, if you don't listen to the entire episode, I completely understand the audio is a little whacked. Uh, it has a lot of pickup from stuff in the background. Again, I apologize, but we're going to run the episode anyway. It's 48 minutes. It's a pretty long episode, but we're going to run it just because it was a great conversation about Patriots and Colts and the rivalry between us both and also uh, picks for week six. So enjoy the show. We had a crazy week in football and the NBA finals just came uh, to a close and we're heading into week six of the NFL. I have a guest on the show today by the name of Anthony Ray, and he's going to be making some picks with me, sort of just like what happened last week with Derek. He's going to come on here, make some picks, and he is an Indianapolis Colts fan. So obviously between me and him, we've got some history as far as our sports teams, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to break some things down over the uh, last 20 years, the Patriots versus the Colts, and what to look forward for the, to the future. So, Ray, how's it going? going good big tim how you doing <laughs> i'm doing all right i can't complain another day in the nfl we got a lot going on uh they made some adjustments for this upcoming week uh they had a schedule change for the and i think uh, all in all i mean i'm not going to name all the different changes but i think it affects like six or seven different matchups in different weeks like week 11 week 7 moving Everyone over the board, all over the place, all different teams, all because one team messed up. And you can go ahead and you can make fun of it. It's definitely the New England Patriots that screwed it up and the Titans. But the Patriots definitely screwed a lot up as well. Oh, yeah. So um, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, – well, we can just kind of get right into the picks if we want to start there, yeah? Yeah, I'm good with whatever you want to do, sir. All right, sounds good. All right, so we're going to launch into the picks for week six, and I'll give you the game, and then you just give me your prediction, a little banter about what you think is going to happen for that matchup. So we got week six. Game one is going to be Bills and Chiefs. What's your take? So the Bills and Chiefs, you got one undefeated, and one just took a defeat from the Raiders. So uh, Bills' offense is obviously – clicking on all cylinders they're 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 firing on all cylinders and moving the ball really well uh the chiefs defense has trouble stopping i mean the raiders proved it Derek carr threw all over their defense um i'm gonna go with the bills on this one honestly yeah uh it should be a great game i mean this is probably going to be game of the week it's thursday night football 1 a.m on friday for us it's it's a great matchup i mean the Chiefs seemed to struggle last week against the Raiders. Uh, the Bills are coming in very strong, being undefeated. And you said you're going to go with the Bills. I am. Yes. All right. Cool. So just to start this off, I'll, I'll go a different. I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to bounce back on this one, and to prove that the Bills are, you know, they they, they don't have what it takes to take out the top team yet. So we'll see. I think Andy Reid will recover from that loss from last week, and he'll beat the Bills. But let's see what happens. Moving on to the Titans and Texans. What's your take? 
Titans, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay, the, go the, ahead. The the Texans are just they're they're not there. They just fired their head coach and GM, so they're going to be a mess to begin with. Their play calling is going to be different. It's going to be a whole different team than we've seen from the Texans. And Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller, they're going to struggle, I think. Uh, Titans undefeated again, and they're one to know at home, and they are at home. So, Do you have any hesitation going into this matchup with all the distractions of COVID with the Titans organization? No, not no, in particular. I think the Titans, confident? they're going to be well-rested. Obviously, they've, mm-hmm. they've had, what, a week off, week and a half off. So I think Derrick Henry is going to move the ball extremely well against the Texans' defense. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I think this will probably be a close matchup. I do think the Titans will win as well, uh, based on what we've seen from both these teams thus far in the season. I think the Houston Texans are a little bit more inspired now. The coach being fired, it seemed like there was issues in the locker room. Uh, J.J. Watt got into it with the head coach, uh, Billy O'Brien, and it seems like that there was definitely some animosity. And you could tell with losing, that's normally what happens. To, so have a, they came out and won this week big. So it was a good trade for them. It could be close, but I, I still am going to pick the Titans here as well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go on to the Eagles and Ravens. Uh, what's, what's your choice here? Oh, I got the Ravens all day. The Eagles are just trash this year. Like, and I don't mean that as an offensive shot at Philadelphia at all. I don't mind them, but they just are not doing good this year. The Ravens are going to run all over them. They're going to throw all over them. Their defense is going to pound Carson Wentz like there's no tomorrow. Um, I mean, that's that should be an easy matchup for the Ravens. Yeah, I agree. I think the Eagles have, even the times that they have played well, they're still going up against poor teams. And the Ravens are just a well-oiled machine, and they're going to come in there and dismantle the team that doesn't have their their stuff together. So I agree with you on this one. Ravens going to win. We got Vikings and Falcons. Who you got? Uh, if the Falcons ha- decide their defense wants to show up, even though they just they just fired their coach and GM, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, if their defense wants to show up past the first quarter. I say the Vikings out or the I'm sorry the Falcons have the firepower to do it. Matt Ryan is still throwing very well. I mean his interception touchdown ratio is not terrible. Um, it all depends on the Vikings and Dalvin Cook. They want to show up and absolutely run it straight down the Falcons' throats. Uh, toss up, but I think the Falcons could pull this one. Yeah, I, I, I have similar feeling towards this as well. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones at offense. I know Julio Jones didn't play last week. We'll see what, what it's like coming into this week. They do have better firepower at the end of the day. I don't think the whole coaching situation there is going to bother much. I mean, once you lose in a comeback against the Cowboys like that, I mean, you really got nothing to lose after that. You either just go out there and win or lose. And they have a great quarterback, and I feel like they have the strength to do it as well. Um, so we also got uh, next game up is Steelers and Browns. Who are we thinking? Ooh. I don't know. It's a good one. Again, this you got an undefeated team, undefeated at home, at home in the Steelers. Uh, the Browns are coming off a good win, unfortunately, against the Colts. Um, the Browns' defense is going to be very staunch against Big Ben. Their run game isn't going to be as good as it was last week. Uh, but, I mean, it's Big Ben. He can cannon it down the field all day. 
every day. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull for the Steelers on this one. All right. He's going Steelers with this one. It's a divisional matchup. The Steelers have always run this division for the last 20 years. And when the Steelers are playing well, and they played well uh, last week against the Colts, and Claypool came out and just hit big with four touchdowns, I'm also going to go Steelers on this one. But I think it's going to be close in offensive power. I think at the end of the day, it's either it's either going to be a close matchup or the Browns are just going to get overwhelmed and not be able to recover. Hey, hey, hey Tim, the Browns played the Colts last week. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you said the Steelers. I said the Steelers. I meant the Browns. <laughs> That's what I meant. They played against a Yeah, yeah. We're good. I'll keep you honest. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next game, we got the Colts versus the Bengals. What do you got? Oh, I got the Colts. You got day. the Colts. Oh, because you're a Bengals Colts fan? Can't Is, stop that the run. Is that why? Oh, yeah. I'm a, obviously, I'm a Colts fan. <laughs> However... Um, if they use the running game like they have with Jonathan Taylor um, prior to the Browns, they will run it up the field all day against the Bengals. The Bengals' run defense is trash. Um, their offense is eh, and we have the best defense in the league right now. So I'm going to go with the Colts. All right. I, uh, again, I'm going to agree on this one. Unfortunately for Joe Burrow, I'll talk a little about the Bengals. The Joe Burrow, uh, he's had a terrible offensive line, and it actually reminds me of the early days of Andrew Luck, of just not having that luck with the offensive line. He's getting destroyed, moving out of the pocket. He's playing well, but, I mean, you can only do so much when you don't have protection. And right now it's just not working out for the Bengals. Um, I'm also going to take the Colts on this one. Plus, Phillip Rivers is seamlessly transitioning to the Colts very well, and that defense is great. Uh, Jaguars and Lions, go. So the Jaguars and Lions, they're both crap teams this year, unfortunately, because I like Matt Stafford. I think he's a great quarterback, and I think he's got a place in you know in history as long as they build the Lions system around him. Uh, unfortunately, that hasn't been the case in the past couple of years. His offensive line has hurt him. So um, the Jaguars' defense, though, is just as bad. So I'm going to go with the Lions on this one. Just taking Matthew Stafford over anything is pretty much is what you're going with. Yeah, because he, he, I mean, he's got offensive weapons for days. Yeah. And, and he throws the ball really well, and he's against Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, and, and I see Minshew play, and he has good games from here and there. He kind of reminds me of Fitzpatrick. He's very up and down. Sometimes he's going to play great. Sometimes he's not. And then sometimes, you know, it's the team that he's on that just sucks, so they're they're not going to play well. And that new kid Robinson at running back is a good running back, but again, last week I don't think he showed up too much. So I'm going to take Matthew Stafford as well with uh, in Detroit. Um, we're going to move on to the next game: your Carolina Panthers and Chicago Bears. Who do we got here? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears on this one. Um, the Bears with Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles isn't the most consistent guy, and the run game is. Very mediocre, but the Panthers, they just don't have the kind of defense. They lost Luke Keekley in the offseason to retirement, which is, you know, that's his prerogative. He's dealt with several injuries, and, I mean, Hall of Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. He's an amazing player, but the Panthers' defense just isn't the same without him. All right, I'm also going to pick uh, – I'm going to pick the Bears on this one. They seem to be playing well. Uh, the Panthers have great games. They're struggling a little bit here and there, but they're still a decent team. I'm going to play the Bears because the Bears have been playing some great football. Um, going on to the next matchup, we got the New York Giants versus the Washington football team. The battle of the suck. Who do you got? <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know. This one is just, if, if they play, oh, his name is skipping me. 
the Washington Redskins quarterback that just came back. Alex Smith. If they play Alex Smith some more, I think the Washington Redskins will pull it off. The Giants just hot dumpster fire. Like it is it is really bad what's going on in that organization and I'm surprised they haven't restructured. Yeah. You know what? I'm like gonna... like the Falcons or the Texans, like yeah. they they need to make some really big back office moves to make their teams good and draft well next draft. Mhm. So I'm going to go with the team I think that wants to win more and you know or needs to win more and they had a good showing last week against the Cowboys and they lost in a, in a close game. I'm just going to go with the Giants and I'm just flipping a coin here because I'm really don't I really don't care <laughs> as well. Let's it's be just fair. A, it's such a that poor was against matchup. the Cowboys defense, all right. It was, but they still produced. It's the first time they produced. Maybe it gives them a little confidence to go in and, and beat the Washington football team. You know, who knows? Yep. Let's move on to more a more interesting matchup: the Chargers and Jets. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. The ah. Jets, just like the, just like the Giants, hot garbage fire, hot dumpster fire. Yep. And Chargers, Justin Herbert's looking amazing. He's looking like their quarterback of the future. Um, I thought he would be better than Tyrod Taylor, and I was kind of stunned when they started Tyrod over, you know, over Herbert. I mean, they drafted him so high. Why wouldn't you, you know, give him a shot earlier on? But, you know, Justin Herbert is. He's making it look good, so yeah. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers as well. I didn't know they had skyscrapers play football, but I guess they do. <laughs> this kid's got a rocket arm. He does. He does his thing, and he's a beast. he is. He, he he's a phenomenal quarterback so far. Thus far, his his rookie year has been great. Um, Broncos and Dolphins. That's what the matchup is now since they switched because the Patriots mm. were going to play against the Dolphins, but that game is scratched. So now we got Broncos and Dolphins. So I view this as a dependent game, right? Mm-hmm. So, if Fitz Magic shows up, it's going to be the Dolphins. The mm-hmm. Broncos can't really stop anything coming their way anymore. Um, they do have Melvin Gordon, so their running back is, I mean, I wouldn't say really good because he's still adjusting their system, but he's performing. He is. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one. I think they're going to pull it off with Fitz Magic. Yeah, I'm I'm going to agree here because of the same the same reason, and I just don't see the Broncos right now having a legitimate QB that can win. And, and the Dolphins last week, I've been hard on them the first two games of the season when they lost, and I was saying, you know, I, I was <laughs> giving them a lot of grief. You're a Patriots fan. <laughs> yeah, I was. It, you know, I, I I want Tua to play, so I want to see I want to see him play. So I, I was just my thing was I was just going to talk trash about the Dolphins until they put Tua in, but whatever, we're not getting them, so. <laughs> Fitzmagic is playing well now. He's not, I mean, that's what he is. He's up and down. That's why I can't pick the Dolphins all the time. But they're playing against the Broncos who don't really have a quarterback and don't really have a future. So there it is. Picking the Dolphins right. as well. We got another good one this week. Bucker, Buccaneers and Packers. Who you got? Well, this one's going to be rough. I, and I, I was thinking about this one earlier. And I'm a Tom Brady hater. So Of course free, you are. Free and fair. Yep. Yeah, free and fair. Um. But I, I got to go with the Packers, and this is a completely unbiased opinion. I think the Packers are a more complete team. They have Aaron Jones, a monster of a running back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing better than he has in the past probably five years, I think. And I, I think this is a Packers win. Yeah, this one's an easy one for me as well. Until I see the Buccaneers can actually beat a good team, then I'm not picking them. So I'm going to take the Packers. 
it's just not going to happen. I, I think down the line they're going to play good football and they might be able to make the playoffs and, you know, work that chemistry out. But I'm not going to pick the Buccaneers over the Packers because that would just be silly at this point. So I'm going to take the Packers as well. Yeah. Uh, next game we got on Sunday Night Football is the San Francisco 49ers and L.A. Rams. This is should be a good matchup. Oh, well, you know what? I wanted this to be a good matchup, but now the 49ers <laughs> lost half their freaking roster. and You know, yeah, I, so- I'm, uh, yeah, go ahead. What one the one team I wanted to see succeed this year was the 49ers because I wanted them to come back after their Super Bowl loss and succeed. And then all these injuries in the first two weeks have just been killing them, crushed them. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert, amazing. He he's a really good running back, and I think he's got a, a a huge future in this system. Jimmy G, he showed up last year. I want I really wanted him to perform really well this year. Um, their receiving core just devastated. I mean, the 49ers, on paper, when they're all healthy, they are, again, another Super Bowl team, I think. Um, the Rams, they're doing really well. Jared Goff is, I mean, he's playing like he did when they went to the playoffs, what, a year, two years ago? Like, he looks really good. Um, and I, I'm going to go with the Rams on this one, just because I think the 49ers injuries are too much for them to overcome right now. So... Great assessment, great breakdown. I'm going to agree with you on this one as well. L.A. Rams, uh, Jared Goff is playing well. I'm going to take Jared Goff and the Rams. Too simple. Um, this next one, come on now. we got to disagree and we got to piss off Ricks. Arizona <laughs> Cardinals versus the Dallas Cowboys. You have no shot, Red Rifle. I'm going to take Kyler Murray in this one. What's your thoughts? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle, the Arizona Cardinals are going to pull this one off. Uh, Cowboys defense, just the worst in the league right now. Like, hands down, they're the worst. They, I mean... I watched them who, who they played two games ago. It doesn't matter. They lost. Anyways, two games ago, I watched them literally quit after halftime. halftime. They just gave up. They looked exhausted, and I cannot respect a defense like that. And if nobody can fire a defense up, even though, yes, they are plagued by injuries, that's fine and dandy or whatever, but their backups, they still have to have that kind of motivation to play through an entire game. When you quit in the third quarter, and not even like late in the third quarter, like you're getting crushed. When you quit like early in the third quarter, you lose all respect. Yeah. And, and I think Kyler I think Kyler Murray's gonna throw all over him. He's yeah. gonna torch them for days. I just think that the Cowboys, I mean, they're always trying to play from behind too. I just you can't that, win football games like that. You that can't do that, it. When we get into our small talk later about luck, that's a mentality that needs to disappear. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely agreed. Well, I mean, I mean, that's it. Those are the picks. Those are your week six picks here at Project Sports. And we're going to transition quickly to the moment we've all been waiting for, Patriots versus Colts rivalry. <laughs> and we're going to jump right in. Uh, I sent over, Ray, a, a few questions that I had for him, uh, just going back from the early 2000s to the 2010s. Uh, all-encompassing Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Tom Brady, the the years against each other. I gave him a couple questions. And the first one we're going to start with is actually not really involving the Patriots um, at all. It's just the uh, a question that you want to ask a Colts fan to, to be sly. But at the same time, you know, you want their raw opinion about it. When I meet a Colts fan, this is what I do. You're going to get it. Colts and Bears, Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean – how do, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like you, you know, actually played in the Super Bowl? Yeah, do, I mean, everyone in the world knew you guys were going to win that game. And did yeah. you feel like it was a game that was worth it? Or just talk a little bit about it. Let's let's talk about the opening kickoff, all right? 
Devin Hester, right? Runs it back for a touchdown. Crushing it for the beginning of the game. Uh, I mean, the Bears, you know, obviously they're in the Super Bowl for a reason, so you expect a good matchup. But, I mean, once Devin Hester ran it in, I just slumped in the chair with my drink in my hand. I almost dumped it out of my hand. It was bad. But as soon as the Colts offense started going, I mean, you could tell. It was it was not even a game at that point. We yeah. literally crushed them. You literally crushed them. And yeah. to be a third party, when I watched that Super Bowl, I mean, I didn't have that fandom, you know, of being like having that kickoff return and, and going in for the score. So for me, when I looked at it objectively and I'm watching the game, I just I didn't even bat an eye. I said, it doesn't matter. The Colts are going to win this game. The, the, the Bears defense is not good enough. And this Peyton Manning run offense is too amazing to lose this game. It's not going to happen. They're not going to yeah. stop them. They don't even have they didn't have the defensive presence to stop Peyton Manning. It's not like some, it wasn't like the Giants when they stopped the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They, like they had, they had great defenses going in. The Bears just saying, "Eh, you're yeah. there," you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, it was raining, so you know every Colts fan can use that as an excuse for the first quarter. And then you know we went down fourteen to six, and then we came back after the first quarter and we outscored them twenty three to three. Yes. Like how? That's that's like Falcons level, just giving up. At pretty, the end of the day. Pretty much. And, I mean, we did that in three quarters. And, I mean, <laughs> there's not much else to say. Peyton Manning was a monster and forever will be ingrained in my brain as one of, like, he is the best quarterback ever. You know, Super Bowl rings aside, I know I know you have your own arguments. No, no, no. Everybody no. else will. No, I, no, no. That's I'll let, fine. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> so, I, okay, but... Uh, I, I want to get into one more topic about this Super Bowl in particular. Go for and, it. And I wrote it in the parentheses, and I said, is this comeback win against the Patriots, was that the real Super Bowl? Because for me, watching that game, I mean, at that point, the Indianapolis Colts never got over the hump. They never got over the hump of beating Belichick run defense. And they not only did they do it in a way of a comeback, but they, they made a state. It was a statement game for Peyton Manning. And overcoming that hump, and it was it was it was huge, and it, and it embarrassed the Patriots in 2006 at the time. Yeah, and I felt for well, me, I was like that was the Super Bowl right there. I mean, everyone knew we all knew well. at that point that the Bears were going. I think it was the night before the Chicago Bears matchup yeah. in the NFC Championship game, so we knew, and we we're like, yeah, pretty much whoever wins this game. And I remember actually, I was 16 years old, and I was sitting on uh, it was actually my wife's uncle, who I, you know I wasn't even with my wife at that point. But I was actually at her uncle's house, and we were watching the game. And I never, I, I honestly, to me, that loss because that defense for the Patriots was so good, and that team was so amazing and well put together. I was probably, I know some people like the eighteen or eighteen and zero season losing, you know, perfect season, whatever. But for me personally, I felt like that was one of the toughest losses for the Patriots of all time, and I hated, <laughs> I, I hated it. I hated it. Well, you know, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad you hated it. <laughs> I am a okay with you hating that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, but, yes, I agree that, that the I agree that the Patriots Colts game, like obviously we wouldn't make it because we're in the same division, but that was the Super Bowl and that was the game to watch. Hundred percent, yeah, it was absolutely. so close the entire game, and it was just it was a shootout between the greatest quarterbacks in history, and the fact that it ended the way it did is so satisfying to rub that in your face. <laughs> like, <laughs> But and 
I'll rub, I'll, the six, I'll, do respect. I'll rub the six rings in yours. But yeah, chill. chill. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so going into the Bears, I really didn't have any fear. So there, there was no fear that we were going to lose that game, even though we were down. I was like, no way. There's no, no way. No, no, there's no we're, way. We're gonna as soon as Peyton Manning started throwing, got warmed up. I was like, all right, there he is. There's there the is. win. We weren't. We didn't even score a touchdown. I was like, we're gonna win. 100%. There's no way we're losing this. Absolutely. So um, I've talked about on my podcast, and I've also talked about Peyton Manning, uh, just to, and when I encounter people talking about sports, and people know I'm a Patriots fan. I think I've even expressed this to you. Is uh, Well, I don't like the Indianapolis Colts. I respect Peyton Manning. I don't like Kobe Bryant, but I respect his game. I don't like Alex Rodriguez, but – I mean, not Alex Rodriguez. Uh, <laughs> Derek Jeter, because I don't respect Derek – I mean, Alex Rodriguez – don't respect Derek <laughs> Jeter, <laughs> but I respect their career and I, and I respect yes. like who they who they are as a player and what they bring to the table. So I've always been interested in finding out what a Colts fan and what the hell they truly have felt after Peyton Manning left and went to another team and then eventually won. And, and it's honestly something now similar that the Patriots fans are going through with Tom Brady. But what, at that time, you know, meeting with John Elway and the whole big production, I mean, you can remember, I mean, he was getting mm. flown around the country. It must have been irritating in the moment i would think and then also heartbreaking yeah heartbreaking but then i I remember a lot of colts fans being happy that he won with the broncos but did that take time did that take time for you guys to get used to or no only your thoughts no no so so as a colts fan uh, let me start off by saying that it was it was gut-wrenching to know that we were losing you know one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time i mean he'd done so much for our you know our organization i mean there's there's no other football mind like him in football. The way he picks apart defenses. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick would be the closest mind that I would think of that could pick apart teams like Peyton Manning did. When he started winning with the Broncos, you so first off as a Colts fan, you don't hate the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not a thing. They're like, you know, we're both horse mascots, so I mean, you can't hate that. No. Also, <laughs> you can't hate the Broncos because I mean, we have no reason to hate them, honestly. So when Peyton Manning, a Colts legend, goes to another team, like the only team we would have hated him for going to would have been like the Patriots. But obviously that was never going to happen. When he's winning with the Broncos, like we, from my perspective, I have nothing but respect for him. Coming back from a major injury, major surgery, and winning. Like he's a winner. So, I mean... Yeah. Like I said, there's there's nothing but respect there for Peyton Manning. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've got similar feelings towards Brady going to the Buccaneers in the NFC, playing in a division I don't really care about at all. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I feel I feel the same. If he's successful, I'll be happy. And yep. if he runs off into the sunset with not winning anything else, man, you had fun in Florida. Like, whatever. I mean, it's he's fun. a legend. He he's is. a living legend for your organization. So. Yes, of course. You're always going to want to support him. So, I mean, that that's great stuff. Um we're going to move on to another question here. Um, did Andrew Luck deserve better? Anything you want to talk about, Andrew Luck, that you kind of are pissed oh, off about, happy about, or whatever? My Go God, ahead. yes. That that man deserves so much better from our organization. Ryan Grigson, um, I won't I won't say the words that come to mind when he when he pops up there, but he can he can burn. Ryan Grigson is one of the worst GMs. I've ever come to know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he did not draft an offensive line for Andrew Luck, like this says everything you need to know about the organization prior to Chris Ballard. Like yeah. Chris Ballard, he drafted for Andrew Luck. 
And yes, absolutely. Andrew Luck deserved much better than what he got from us. Yeah. And even all the, uh, just, you know, being a third party perspective, looking at it and seeing Andrew Luck come into the league. And then the way analysts talked about him before he came into the league, uh, while he was in mini camp training camp, the first season, uh, seeing the, some of the, the great comeback wins on, on his back, on his shoulders and some of the magic that he used to perform. And then his entire career or what analysts would speak about him is that he was a, a great player who put out everything he had on the field and he just didn't have the support, like you said, from the GM getting the right positions. And it's, it is sad. It sucks. I mean, I don't like, I like to, I like to watch greatness regardless if I don't, I'm not a fan of that team. I'm not a typical Boston sports fan where I'm just sort of like uh, looking at the ground and just be, Oh, Boston sports is the best. You know, <laughs> I, I like to, I like to watch greatness and, and see, see what it has to offer. So uh, Andrew Luck. I mean, it pretty much we're all robbed of it. That's why. That's why uh, another reason why I was upset and you know it sucks that. Uh, and so pretty much for Andrew Luck, he just deserved better. And yes. I guess we can move on from that and transition to the Patriots Colts rivalry in general. Hold, um, on, hold on. I'd up? like to tack on the end of the Andrew Luck thing. All right, go for it. For any Colts fan that listens, like if you hate Andrew Luck for retiring the way he did. You need to really check your priorities. That man was so beat up at the end of his career that he just he literally could not take it anymore. So you need to respect the man for wanting to take care of his body before putting, you know, putting his body before money. I mean, obviously you need to take care of you at the end of the day. Absolutely. I agree with that as well. And if anyone I I I've I've come across someone in a conversation and talked about he how he thought because Andrew Luck retired that he was mentally weak. Please don't go crazy. I don't agree with the sentiment. Oh, absolutely not. The no. man was the man came from Stanford. Yes. He's not mentally weak. Get get out of here with that. I there's, know. there's no, no reason for that. I had kind an of argument. Talk. I had an argument with this kid who said that, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" I mean, this man has broken countless bones in his body. Had yeah. severe lacerated concussions, kidneys, lacerated kidneys, <laughs> many concussions. Yep. Uh, he, he's taking care of himself. I will never knock someone for taking care of themselves. And I just I think it's a juvenile comment. And I agree with you. That's why I want to uh, double down on this. Anyone who, who thinks like that is not really paying attention. I mean, and, and the 100%. man gave, you know, you're talking about football. This is football. Yeah. So he, the man's he, getting hit by 250, 260 pound men every week. Absolutely. Like, and sometimes I, I, when I'm watching a football game in growing up, oh, the tough guy is the defensive player. The tough guy is the defensive player. You know, the kids, oh, no. man. It, it, the guys who go over the middle as wide receivers and the one, the quarterbacks that get sacked and the guys who are in the trenches, those are the tough guys. Yes. I'm sorry, but if you can take a hit and get back up and play for many years, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Agreed. Anyway, we'll transition to the Patriots-Colts rivalry. Um, just real quick, we just go over how, I mean, back in the day, I'll tell you how I used to feel. I was very pro Patriots. I didn't really have a full perspective when I was younger on the entire NFL. Yeah. I could not stand Steelers fans and Colts fans, but Colts fans, <laughs> I knew a couple Colts fans growing up and, and people that I met and I just couldn't stand the way they would. And it was very easy early on. Before pre two thousand six, I could shut someone down pretty 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 easily. I mean, yeah, yeah, like you guys can't win, you can't beat us. Like you know, check yourself at the door. Don't even talk to me. You can't be in my you can't be in my stadium. And then yep. through the through the years, we had to humble ourselves. Two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eleven, where we lost to the Giants, you guys, and we had to reform ourselves as a team before we actually became a winning dynasty again and yep. with three more championships. But it it was very real. And then. I now look back and appreciate everything that happened 
and I've talked about this on the Tom Brady's departure, my, my very first episode with Project Sports, mm. waking up on a Sunday morning, and they used to run the, the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady-like uh, videos, and it'd be uh, Manning Brady 12, and it'd be Manning Brady 13. So every time they would <laughs> add a number, I missed those commercials, those yeah. those, those fire-up videos, the, and now it's gone. Days. Yeah, the good old yep. days. And we really watched two surgical geniuses play football and play quarterback, and it was yes. it was insane. Yep. I'll, I'll give the respect where respect is due. You know, Tom Brady is, you know, he's the GOAT. You can't dispute that. The rings prove it. One second, I just want to make sure we got this on record. I no, do. Chill, dude. <laughs> you said that Tom Brady was the GOAT. Okay, that's He great. is the greatest of all time. When I do my position. little one of my do my little ads and I have the you know running through the audio there. You better not run that. Oh, I'm Get gonna out of here. I'm gonna run it right through. Tom Brady <laughs> is the GOAT. <laughs> You're gonna no. live from an Indianapolis Colts fan. He's like, I should not have misstepped against Doyle. He was being good and now so now <laughs> I'm old enough to where I can say that's not a misstep. That's just me maturing and realizing. Oh, is that what the it facts. is? Okay. Yeah, chill, dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now you're going to rub it in my face. Huh? All right. All right. Well, we're going to have a All little right. bit of banter here, hey, you know? Hey, who, who's uh, who's three and two this season? Not the oh, Patriots. Sorry. I can't hear with all those rings ringing in my yeah, ear, you know? <laughs> but anyways, so growing up, I mean, I grew up literally 30 minutes from Indianapolis mm-hmm. in a podunk town. So there were no Patriots fans around. I didn't really experience Patriots fans around until I, you know, I started dating my wife. And, um, when I moved to Indianapolis, I I was essentially living with her. But anyways, when I first experienced Patriots fans, that's, I already didn't like the Patriots, but they just cemented the fact that I hated the Patriots (laughs) because of the amount of crap you all talk is unreal and i mean deserve it you guys are used to winning and have a winning history and you know bill belichick tom brady all that good stuff but i mean you know growing up and you know finding other people like yourself who's a patriots fan who is somewhat mature about it mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely um, <laughs> when uh, I, we have our friend when i want to be <laughs> yeah, exactly we have a friendly jazz but i mean you're, you're, it's just like you said. I mean, you grew up, you know, you're young, you, you had your head to the pavement. You didn't really, you know, know too much about the rest of the NFL or whatever, or didn't experience too much of the rest of the fandom, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that that stems from, you know, us getting out of that mindset, you know, branching out in the military. I mean, you know, you meet people from all walks. Like, I know a Bengals fan. I'm fortunate, but I know him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first you, you time i met what? him i asked him out i was like you're a what a Bengals fan oh, oh man this is crazy you're like a unicorn i've never met a Bengals right? fan before i know a legit browns fan like he's been a browns fan from day one from oh. when i met him when they were losing like when they were losing team i was like oh, okay it's tough to get browns fans to admit it you know i know they have another team to root for too it's yeah. unreal right they have cincinnati and cleveland there's like oh i hate the Bengals. yeah okay cool but yeah so I mean, I grew up in Indianapolis, you know, in that area. And, I mean, there's Chicago fans, there's Cleveland fans, there's Browns fans, there's Tennessee fans, um, even St. Louis fans when they were, you know, the Rams were still in St. Louis. But it's, I mean, I have Peyton Manning. 
that's that's, yeah, that's, that's who it. I get to brag about. You get to brag about, yeah, absolutely. He was amazing, and I mean, he Fa- still is amazing. The face I of wish... sports in America for a long time too. Yeah, well, him and Tom Brady, but we won't talk yeah. about that. But I mean, and, but Peyton Manning was still he was he was still more of the face, though. I mean, yeah, Brady was, was winning the championships, but he so, was on all the commercials. Uh, he was, you know, the likable character. He played it very well. So I'll say he's the face because he didn't. I mean, he was a classy man. He was a class act through and through. When he lost, he didn't get pissed. He didn't, you know, blame anybody else other than himself. I mean, he didn't, when he won, he didn't rub it in anybody's face. He's like, yeah, we won. We got out there, got the job done. Good game. Let's go. I mean, he he didn't do that. And, you know, Tom Brady didn't do that either, as far as I know. No, I mean, his high, I mean, he was a little more high profile because he married a Victoria's Secret model. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, think that's why. Same, same, yeah, same. that's what I'm saying. I think. Peyton Manning is the classier man. I mean, I'm not saying that Tom Brady should be knocked for his, you know, his wife or anything, but so, uh, one more thing before we close out the episode, um, I'll give you a little perspective of why Patriots fans are the way they are. So this is, this, this is the, <laughs> you're this from is the New truth. England. This, this is the truth. Okay. Well, yeah, it's from, cause we're from New England, but <laughs> all right. So when, when I was growing up, I, uh, was it 2003? So before this, you know, the Celtics were always the talk of the town when I was growing up. The Celtics weren't that great when I was growing up when I was young, mm-hmm. but they were always the talk of the town. You know, they had 16 championships at that time when I was a kid, and you know that was it. Like they were, they were the best. This was that. The, the Red Sox, you know, they get close, but they always lose. And so my dad explained to me <laughs> when I was, oof. I mean, the Patriots did win first, but you know, he always told me, you know, Tim, the Red Sox, they never win. Blah blah blah. You know the classic Boston tale. Red Sox never win. They're losers. The Yankees. The Patriots at that time, before pre two thousand, they never win. Bob Kraft comes in and buys the team, and and all that comes comes to fruition. We start winning two thousand one, two thousand three, two thousand four. But then a unique thing happened where in two thousand three, Aaron Boone hits a home run. And we lose in the, against the Yankees. And then I started feeling the pain for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh, man, the Red Sox yes. are always going to lose, right? Feel that pain. Yeah, I feel the pain. And then lo and behold, the Red Sox win the next year, break the curse. They win three championships. The Patriots win six. The Bruins win a championship. The Celtics win a championship. And that is why New England Patriots fans are so arrogant because every day they just walked around <laughs> with their pants held high with rings in their pockets and trophies to gloat about and they don't see anything from any other perspective. It's just the truth. And for a long time, that's exactly how I used to operate until I was just like, yeah. you know what? I need to take a bigger look. And I, and you know what really was is, is more getting f- involved with fantasy football and starting to learn and start to root for players. Yes. And then like that, you start to value them and you're like, oh, this guy's really good. He's a good player. And then like being addicted to watching Le'Veon Bell run for the Steelers and I'm like I've never yes. rooted for the Steelers at all but I'm like man he's magical to watch and then you're watching it's Christian like, McCaffrey like Patrick and it's Mahomes. like oh and Patrick Mahomes you're just like damn yep. like this kid is good same thing yeah yep. and Justin Herbert so I mean, in look. closing do you have a quote for us an inspirational quote did you get something uh, I wouldn't say it's inspirational or right. some, some sort of quote I live I mean, <laughs> alright go for it it's always better to ask for forgiveness than for permission I like that. Do you want to explain anything to that, or is that just good? You want to leave it as is? No, that's my life, and my wife will yell at me. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I really had a great time, and I can't wait for for people to listen to the episode and see what they think, and I think your picks were great. (laughs)
I said it was good to come on. I appreciate it. Thanks again to Anthony Ray for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. You can catch me on Project Sports on my Facebook page or my Instagram page at Project Sports Pod. I know the audio was kind of trash on my end, but it was a real good conversation. Didn't want to leave it out. Thanks again, guys. Have a good one.